0: I don't know whether I'd have gone into the sailor's rest if I'd seen its proprietor Before, I saw the grimy card with its scrawled clerk pointed in the window. But perhaps I would. A man with less than a shilling in his pocket and little chance to add to that can't hesitate too much. Still, there was something about Mrs. Manishol. Something you could feel but hardly put into words. I never saw anyone so fat. Though she was a short woman, she weighed over 300 pounds. It was easy to understand why she preferred to keep to her own room on the fourth floor, a gable room. Mrs. Manifold. Oh, I can see her now. Her fat fingers. Her little tiny eyes. And I'm still frightened. Just of the memory of her. And to this day, I cannot abide the smell of Madeira wine. Biotechs. The new soak and pre-wash powder presents Beyond Midnight by Michael McCabe.
1: Just soak, just soak in biotex. Just soak, just soak in biotech. Just soak, just soak in biotech. If you have wondered how to get your washing really stain-free, understand this. Biotechs removes the stains and dirt washing will Just soak, just soak in biotech. Stains, grass stains, tiresome color and cuff stains, ingrained dirt, soil and grime. Out they all come, and you don't stir a finger. Just, just, soak. just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Biotex with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. Absolutely no rubbing, no color loss, no fabric wear. Use it for cotton, silks, woolens, synthetics. Use it to make new again. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt that washing won't. Just, just soak. Just
2: soak in biotech. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. <sighs> Ever been a clerk before, Mr. Robinson?
0: No, but I can uh, read and write. I can add figures, too, if it comes to that. Mm.
2: you've had some schooling. Down on your luck,
0: is it? Something like that,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> In all that tremendous bulk, only her eyes seemed to move. There was no evidence that she breathed. No tremor disturbed her flesh. Clad in a dress of black silk satin. There was something horrible about her. Not in a bestial sense, but in a spiritual. I was afraid of her. Afraid of the house she kept. Even then. My
2: tell. Might not always be a nice one, Mr. Robinson. Rough lot, you might say, but I mean you wouldn't expect anything else of whopping now, would you? Or if somebody like Mrs. Ambrose Manifold.
0: <laughs> well, don't worry about me, Mrs.
1: Manifold. I can help me Anne.
2: Perhaps. Perhaps we shall see, Mr. Robinson. Your duties will be simple. You know what an innkeeper's clerk must do? Make him find the register, Mr. Robinson. Sometimes there's reason to avoid it. Once a week, you will bring the register up to me. I wish to examine it. The money will be deposited every week to my account at the Brizzly Bank whenever and as soon as it collects the 50 pounds. I'm never at home to anyone. I only come down here once a week. Some weeks I don't come down at all. I just stay up in my quarters. You can begin now.
0: at six shillings the night Six for day and night There aren't any rates for the week Don't need them uh, Hope you're happy here, mister the Lobby's got to be closed every night at nine o'clock Anyone comes home after that And they all do You've got to come and open up for them I've been working here for a long time You'll get used to our sort of habits. Now, if you'd like to come with me, I'll introduce you to the ones what runs the kitchen, and the daughter there's got to be kept shut. Mr. Clayton was tall and thin and grey, with the expression of a very tired great dame. Probably there's nothing so tiring as this positionless clerk in a shabby hole in the corner. Of him which seems designed to attract only the dregs of mankind. Work at the sailor's rest was monotonous, even when there were books to be read. The only way in which the pattern was broken was the weekly trip to Mrs. Manifold's room. Every time she would take the register and examine the new name. Ronald Jensen. Now,
2: what's he like? Is he a tall man or is he short...
0: A uh, tall, uh, thin sandy red hair he's got a wooden leg uh, wears a moustache. The uh, last sailed on the Lofoten, out was mm. oh. <clears> Yes.
2: <throat> Frederick Schwartz, then, what's he like
0: uh, short uh, fat, looks like a German burgomaster. red cheeks, blue eyes, Uh, last sailed on the stressssermen out of Hamburg.
2: Good gracious, Mr. Robinson. He should have been a policeman. I admire the quality of your observations.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't say that she liked the examination of the register each week. She was anxious to go through it and would never dream of missing the task. But it was always an obvious sigh of relief that she concluded this little chore. I had no idea why the register had to be gone through once every seven days was quite talkative. She didn't speak a lot. But I learned quite a bit about her standing there before her in a gabled room.
2: Oh, yes. I've seen more than walking, I can tell you. Oh, yes. I kept a place in Singapore once, you know. Ran it with my husband.
0: Uh, Where's Mr. Manifold now, then?
2: Still in the. Ah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, Mr. Robinson. No, Bobby. Ah, oh, my daughter, in the brigand, the first mate's brave of love. We'll sail the seven seas and make it all alone. Oh, that's the
3: yeah.
0: thing Mrs. Manifel was always singing, isn't it? You know, uh, she's a man were coming today, did you? Leave for me. Yeah. You know it then. Oh. Yeah. How'd you know where he was? Well, he told me. Uh, makes sense. They're always coming looking for people here, aren't they? On an average, once a fortnight, yeah. You see. Sometimes people from here walk out and never come back. We have to store all their baggage against their return. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Things happen in fogs. Things take place. Nobody never finds out. Robbery. Sudden death. Suicide sometimes. on foggy nights, Mr. Robinson. I wonder why Mrs. Manifold left Singapore to come to Wappi. Funny thing to do, leave a wonderful place like Singapore for Wappi? Ever been to Singapore? No. How'd you know it's wonderful then? Hey? Tell me that then, eh? Ah. Well, that sounds wonderful, Singapore. So does plum pudding sound wonderful, but it ain't. Fills up. Gives you wind. I'm putting touch. Can't stand talking here all day. Neither could you And so time passed at the same arms. Why had Mrs. Manifold left Singapore to come to London? She made sly remarks, sometimes about her reduced station in life. Yet she need not have been in Wabi. Her balance at the bank was always written in five figures. In ready funds alone, she was worth as much as £50,000. Robinson. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Here. Was you dreaming? Here, here. I forgot to tell you when you come here first. Mrs. Manifold says you aren't to drink wine. No wine in the hour, she says. It's the rule of the sailor's rest. Wine she cannot abide. Well, I'm not much of a drinker. But does that mean I, I couldn't, even if I wanted to, but... No, out. no, not wine. Hail, yes. Oh, I see. Just... Whiskey, yes. Gin, if you like the moose certainly whatever you wish but no wine
3: Uh, not much like a little, place. Well, there's nowhere else, at least not close by. Just in on Malaya out of Singapore. Name's Joshua Bennington. American? Born there. Spent most of my life in Singapore. Oh, Singapore, eh? Ever heard of Mrs. Ambrose Manifold? <laughs> heard of her. Heard? <laughs> Mr. there, there was a woman. Big enough for half a dozen women. Never been as good a house in Singapore since she lit out for parts unknown. Well, so why did she leave? Oh, who knows? Women don't do things sensible, mister. She was making money faster than they could spend it. Then Amby ran out on her and she closed up her place and off she went. Biggest thing I ever seen to drop out of sight like that. What happened to him? Ah, nobody knows that, mister. They didn't get along too well sometimes. Amby liked to drink... But he was a wine drinker. He's in Singapore. He could get six stood on wine faster than you could say Jack Robinson. Nobody knows how he ran out on her. Did, though. Took along the biggest cask of wine they had in the cellar, too. The way she watched him and all, he was sly and fast to get out. And with the wine, too. Nobody ever saw him go. With cask of wine, he hauled out bold as brass. He'd made up his mind, mister, and so would you if you ever saw Mrs. Manifold. Well, can you show me the room? Ah, uh, certainly. Yeah. Oh, oh, fattest thing I ever saw. Move. What could a man do with a word as fat as that?
1: that <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man!
2: Well built with a brown beard, was he? From Singapore, too. Yes, that's right. Beard, brown, American. One night, too of midweek. Oh, too bad, too bad. Why didn't you let me know? Well, I had no idea. You'd, you'd want to know. I mean,
0: I mean, I'll bring the book up each week, but I didn't know that you'd want oh, to. Oh, yes,
2: true, true. Singapore, though. No. I'd like to have talked to him. I'd really like to have had a word or two with him.
0: There was a Strange expression in her eyes. Triumph, amusement, regret. All these were there. Or were they only reflections from my own imagination? It was difficult to tell with Mrs. Manifold. But the trembling in her great body continued for a long time. And I was anxious to get away. Out of that gable room. To escape the burden of her eyes. Three days later something changed in that old inn. The change was in Mrs. Manifold, too, and it happened after the empty seventh room was filled. It came in just before closing time. A small man with a limp, his hat pulled down low, his face all muffled up against the Him like a cloud. I feel like a new man. It's a lovely day today. I thought flu. I took a grandpa headache powder and I'm world better. When colds and flu are about, grandpa headache powders are what you need. Grandpa headache powders work fast because they dissolve almost immediately. Grandpa makes all those dreadful flu symptoms disappear quickly. So, whenever you're in pain, get fast relief. Get Grandpa Headache Powder. Ah,
2: Grandpa. Oh, darling, can't it look as though you're enjoying yourself? The party's great.
0: Yes, it was until I ate.
2: Well, take a dye gel. I always keep some in my bag.
0: But I already took an antacid. Yes,
2: darling. but dye gel is much more than an antacid. Diegel has double action. There's a layer of antacid plus a layer of simethicone. It's the simethicone that relieves that dreadful bloated feeling. Here, try a diegel.
1: Like they say, when you eat too well, demand diegel.
0: Good evening, sir. Ah, number seven left, sir. Will it be for the uh, night or longer? It's a wet night, sir. Mm. Oh, thank you. Uh, third floor back, sir. Uh, last door. It, it's standing open. <laughs> Mrs. Manifold. Later Singapore? after of Madeira.
2: Yes, who's that?
0: It's Robinson, Mrs. Manifold. Uh, you you told me if we ever got anybody else from Singapore. Come And then she saw. Her dark-skinned face went pale, and if she trembled before, she shook now. A great, obscene shaking animating that mass of flesh. Seems to be the same name as your own. What
2: you like? Well, short, small man with a limp. Benedict. In number seven, just under you. I want to see him. Now. Now, Mr. Robinson.
0: I went down the stairs and knocked on the door of number seven. There was no answer. I tried the door and it was open. I went in after calling his name. He wasn't there. The room was empty. Empty, that is of human occupation. But it was alive with the rich headiness of wine. The sickening sweetness, cloying and repelling. There was no sign that the bed had been touched. I returned to Mrs. Manifold. Well, I I can't find him. I, I tried his room, but he's gone.
2: Mister Robinson, have you been drinking? No. no the, the smell comes
0: from. um well, well, it's from him. He's been drinking. Madeira, I think, or something just about as heavy, sweet port. Or... Hmm. What? That's about singing, Mr. Robinson. I can't
2: say over It goes like this. Oh, the captain in the breach, lads. The first mate's brains are bone. We'll sail the seven seas, lads, and make them all our own. No? Let me know when you see him again, Mr. Robinson. Uh, and, Mr. Robinson, get that smell of wine out of this house.
0: I couldn't get rid of the wine smell open all the doors and windows as I would I couldn't get that smell out there seemed nothing to do but live with it had I seen Mr. Manifold? yes I saw him I talked with him didn't I? he signed the register Ambrose Manifold late to Singapore out of Madeira didn't he? This manifold wasn't the same. More terrible. Well, there's no joke now. I mean, when I take the book up to her to read... I mean, I mean, not, not that there ever were jokes. Just a sort of... sort of sly humour. Oh, she's sly. <laughs> yes. And there's these footsteps she's hearing. You know what I think? Footsteps? Yeah, you know what I think? What, what kind of footsteps? You know what I think? I think she's gone off her head. I reckon she's lost her bacon. Footsteps? She hears them. All the time, she says. What? I mean, I mean is, is there someone walking about? I mean, somebody making them,
2: the, the steps?
0: Her mind's diseased. Completely diseased. Who knows whether anyone's making steps or not? No one. She's too fat, that's what it is, Mr. Robinson. When her soul reaches her why there's a strain on the heart and all the blood rushes right up into the head and... Mrs. Manifold had changed. There was a greater furtiveness about her an unmistakable grimness. Every time I looked at her, I couldn't help myself thinking of death and then fear of death. Being with her for many lengths of time at all was, was the most horrible because she, she kept catching her breath and listening. And there was nothing to listen to. Or was there?
2: What is it, Mrs. Manifold? Nothing. Mr. Robinson, I wish you'd do your job properly and rid this house of the wine smell. I- I've tried,
0: Mrs. Manifold. I'm afraid it's not possible. Not possible? No. No, I'm afraid you'll have to take the whole place to pieces. Uh, strip the wallpaper of the walls, even. Well, and even then, I... Oh.
2: Reminds me of my late husband, you see. The wine? Oh, was the wine never tending to business. That was Ambrose, and the women, too, never could leave them alone. I gave him wine more than he could drink. <laughs> well, that be all, Mrs. Jennifer. What? Oh, yes. Don't forget the book next week, and if somebody comes from Singapore... Oh, yes, yes, of course.
0: She told me about her husband and his weakness for women a score of times. She told it in exactly the same words, never varying. Like, she was like a, a mechanical gnome that knows one combination of words and one only. She was always listening. I can still hear her voice complain about the stench of wine, the nauseating sweetness of that cloying odour brought into the sailor's rest on that fateful night of fog. Ah! No! Don't me! Mr. Robinson? Mr. Robinson? Yes? Mr. Robinson? Just a minute. Come okay. here. Did you hear it? You hear it, did you? What's up? What do you reckon's up then, Mr. Robinson? Was are up there, eh? Well, let's go and see. Mrs. Manifold? Mrs. Manifold? Mrs. Mrs. Manifold was dead. Choked to death. She lay there on the floor with a black satin dress ripped down one side and a white flesh poking out from the tear. All over the room was a smell of sweet wine so thick that it seemed there was no air left. Only that sickening smell. And there was something else too. Something that shouldn't have been. Something nobody could explain. There were bones scattered in the room human bones, a man's bones, and sharp, deep marks in Mrs. Manifold's throat where she'd been choked, and pieces of cloth and a battered old hat that I'd seen once before on a night when the fog was yellow, and the light at the desk of the sailor's rest. There was nothing Scotland Yard could say to explain all that. No, no. there was nothing to tell them that Mrs. Manifold had killed her husband and put his body in that cask of wine and had it carried far out to sea. Waited, perhaps, to sink, until time and the tide carried it far from Singapore. Just as whatever it was that came into the sailors' rest that foggy night, put it down in a register. Ambrose Manifold, late of Singapore, out in the Madeira. soak in
1: biotech. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. If you have wondered how to get your washing really stain-free, understand this. Biotechs removes the stains and dirt washing works. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Stains, grass stains, tiresome collar and cuff stains, ingrained dirt, soil and grime. Out they all come and you don't stir a finger. Just soak.
0: Just soak in biotech.
1: Biotex with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. Absolutely no rubbing, no color loss, no fabric wear. Use it for cotton, silks, woollens, synthetics. Use it to make new again. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt that washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex.
0: Beyond Midnight is presented every Friday night at half past nine by Biotechs, the new soak and pre-wash powder. The program is adapted for broadcasting and produced by Michael McCabe.